The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. The Pet Buzz gives you the latest 411 on everything pet related. Everything pet related. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Pet Duo. Greetings from the Pet Buzz Studios to everyone out there listening to us today from the Gulf Coast of sunny Florida. You know, we welcome our listeners each week who tune in from around the world to hear the newest and greatest Pet 411. That's pet information. You know, our show continues to grow and we always welcome your comments. Um, so don't be shy. Even send pictures of your pets. We would love to see them especially with Halloween coming up. Right, Dr. Fleck? Yes. So I have to tell you, I bought my first pet costumes. I am a big costume collector, and I will say it, frankly, thanks to Dr. Fleck. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. I'm not laughing. I'm being serious. Okay. So while we know that pumpkins, witches, and devils are popular costumes, this year, food is really big. So don't laugh when I tell you this, Dr. Fleck. I just found... You know, I like chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. I found a chicken and waffles costume. It is so cute. Hmm. I, I, I don't even want to talk. You got to see it. I'm mm-hmm. going to make sure you see it. And then, but who doesn't love chicken and waffles? I like yeah, waffles and I like chicken. But I'm you don't not like sure chicken I like them together. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like the people who eat Taco Bell in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talk. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they had eggs and bacon, like a skillet. <laughs> the dog's wearing a skillet with eggs and bacon. <laughs> so I even got that too. And then I guess for those people in California or Cali and Florida, they have an avocado costume because hmm. that's actually a big crop here. Mm-hmm. Here in Florida, we have laurel wilt. So avocados can be in danger. Yummy, yummy. I guess what I want to tell you guys is don't wait to buy your costumes because it's it's going to be too late. All Especially if you have a medium sized dog, those are the first ones to go. So I bought these great costumes at Walmart. And it's September talking about the end of October. Oh, my God. The holidays are pushing forward. I mean, there's, I have a neighbor whose, whose yard is all decked out in Halloween stuff. But for me, I am going to do my pet cemetery in my front yard. In the front yard, my section of the front yard that's not covered. (laughs) He loves that. I have a pet cemetery. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So let's kick off the show with the weekly countdown. So in segment four, we're talking to dog attack victim, Tom Hartwig. Not only was he attacked, but so were his dogs. He is not only going to talk about the attack, but he's going to offer some advice when you're walking your dog. In segment three, veterinarian Dr. Renee White is joining us from Oregon to discuss how the effects of wildfires and the subsequent smoke can harm pets. Well, in two, there's always the celebrity uh, pet scoop. And Flex Facts. Yeah, and that's one of our favorite portions of the show and that so many of you guys enjoy. And in segment one, you know, Mike, I couldn't believe what I was reading. The headlines of various news sites read something along these lines. Owner of abandoned dog in Indiana leaves note blaming coronavirus. Isn't that shocking? Shocking. You know, this is one of my greatest fears. And you and I have talked about this so many times in these last few months. You know... Pet owners 
would suffer great financial loss or be afraid that their dogs would give them COVID-19 and then as a result, abandoning them. So since we haven't seen any cases where pets have passed COVID to their owners, it's been vice versa, the financial pressure of these times really has proven to be overwhelming and it's causing people to act in really these crazy negligent ways or irrational ways, not only toward institutions, but toward each other and now their pets. So I don't know if they consider this part of COVID fatigue. While I can't explain or understand the owner's actions, I did want to bring you a guest that's in the throes of this whole situation. And so Michael Depp is here to talk about this particular story. He is the director of the Johnson County Animal Shelter in Indiana, where this poor dog ended up. Officer Delp, Charlotte and I are very pleased to welcome you to the Pet Buzz today. Well, I'm very pleased to be here, and thank you for having me. You know, Officer Delp, tell us about this particular situation. I mean, describe what you know about this dog abandonment. Okay, well, we got a call uh, late last week um, concerning a a dog that uh, was underneath the tree in the northern part of the county in which I have jurisdiction in. And so an officer responded, went out, picked up uh, this dog, and uh, noticed a kind of a plastic um, container attached to its collar. In the plastic container was a note, and uh, that note kind of uh, gave us some information on at least the mindset of the individual who was um, leaving the dog there and, and why they were doing it. So tell us a little bit about the note, because I think that's key to why the dog was, what, tied to a tree? Is it a... Correct. Yeah, the note um, introduced the dog as Rody. Rody was a, from a, a puppy from a litter of ten originally, uh, half German Shepherd, half Australian. Gave us a little bit of information about what Rody likes to eat and asked us to find a Rody a good home because the owner lost his job, lost his home uh, due to COVID, and uh, to pray for him and uh, give him hope that uh, Rody will find a good home. What about the character and personality of this dog? Oh, Rody's a Rody's a, a, a treat. Lots of energy. Just a sweet, sweet dog. And uh, as a matter of fact, Rody um, showed uh, propensity, um, talent uh, for search and rescue. So I'm happy to report that Rody now is currently in uh, after completing all her tests in a search and rescue program. That's amazing. I mean, it's only been like about about a week. You said, and she's already <laughs> she's already picked up a new profession. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and and here's and here's the the uh, wonderful thing about all that, um, it, uh, Charlotte, is that um, uh, just as the person who uh, heads up the search and rescue uh, canine training program here in this county, he was praying. For, he was literally praying for a dog that would come. Uh, some, from somewhere locally, because he's been going all over the country to pick up dogs and to train them for search and rescue. But he was kind of wanting to find something locally. And just as he said he finished his prayer, uh, he turned on the TV and there was a story about Rody. Well, that's just awesome. But you know what's really inspirational to me? So many people have been displaced with COVID and losing their jobs yeah. and maybe not going back. So Rody can be <laughs> inspirational in the fact that she was a spoiled dog and loved and, you know, abandoned. And now she has a new, she has a new job. So I have a question and, you know, I mean, overall, it's great that I talked about the inspiration and all of that other stuff, but really tell us why this story is so important to share with pet owners listening to, to our show, especially now. 
Thanks, Charlotte. Not only just just pet owners, but also pet owners who might be veterans or active military. Just want to let uh, let them know that there are resources available uh, to help you with uh, issues that you might be uh, struggling with, say due to COVID or job loss or whatever the reason might be. Your local shelter is there to help. Now, here at this shelter, we have funds available that can help our citizens with pet-related medical expenses. We have contacts with all kinds of rescues that uh, we can help uh, rehome your animal with. Uh, of course, we have a, a vigorous adoption program here as well, Mission Shelter here in Johnson County, Indiana. So we take in well over uh, 2,000 animals a year. And um, even though we're an open admission shelter, we don't uh, euthanize for space and haven't done so in over 10 years. Wow. So every uh, animal that can come in that is available is, is able to be adopted or placed in a rescue is adopted or is placed in a rescue. So in other words, don't leave your dog tied up to a tree with a note because there are resources <laughs> available. Absolutely. I know it's difficult living in these unprecedented times of sickness and, and financial challenges and even political strife. But I want to remind you that your dog, your cat, your pet, they're there for you. And if you have to give them up, if you really have to give them up, there are resources in your community that can help you. You can call your local animal shelter, community rescue groups, friends, family, ask your vet, explain your situation so that you can get help really for both of you. Yeah, many vehicles for that to happen. We'll keep in touch. I'd like to have you back. Well, we'd love to. You You can get in touch with me anytime, Charlotte. Dr. Fleck, thank you so much for all you do. Well, we want you to stick around because, as you know, we got some celebrity poop and scoop, you know, and Flex Facts, of course. So we'll be right back after this commercial break. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use the Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. Ever Pet knows there's a lot in your life that you worry about. We want to make sure your pet's flea and tick protection isn't one of them. Teva Pet offers vet quality flea and tick protection that has the same active ingredients as leading brands like Canine Advantix 2 and Frontline Plus, but that cost much less, which means you can give your pet total flea protection worry-free. And the best part is you can get Teva Pet flea and tick topicals delivered right to your door when you shop on TevaPet.com. Teva Pet, helping you and your pet live your best life. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. We first heard about EpiPet at our local rescue shelter where our family adopted Lucy, a 10-year-old yellow lab. She was in tough shape, but we noticed within just a few days how soft and thick her coat was getting. She has more energy now, loves to chase her favorite tennis ball, and most importantly, how happy and healthy Lucy is now. We could not be happier. Thanks, EpiPet. To order better pet health for your dog or cat, just visit epi-pet.com. 
That's epi-pet.com. so much for joining the pet buzz this show is hosted by the pet dynamic duo i'm pet trendologist charlotte reed and i'm veterinarian dr michael fleck okay so let's kick off the segment with celebrity pet news okay so rachel ray is at it again i'm always happy to talk about her because like miranda lambert who i talked about last week they are always doing things to help dogs now this is really important i want you to hear this one so this time she's helping senior pets She's in partnership with a pet insurance company, and they donated $10,000 to a couple in Clifton Park, New York, who cares for senior dogs through their rescue organization, which is called Mr. Mo Project. Now, the couple are called the Hugheses, and they have 20 dogs of their own, as well as 106 senior dogs in foster homes. Okay, now here's where it gets really interesting. So they were inspired to start the project by a senior dog that they adopted named Moses. It turned out about a year and a half after they had him, Moses needed an MRI. And you know what they did? They sold their hot tub to pay for the MRI. And as a result of Moses and that sharing and the experience and the love, they decided to start a rescue. Well, so now the Hugheses have this rescue and here's what they do. They pay for all the medical expenses for all the dogs for the rest of their lives. So their expenses can be $45,000 a month, okay? But as a result of paying for all of these 106 dogs plus the 20 they have, they get really excellent homes where the dogs are treated really well. So really, you know, Chris Hughes said, as a result, he believes they're lucky to have the homes that they have. So I want you guys to check out MrMoProject.com. I'm going to pledge to give them $5 because that's what I give all the charities we talk about, $5. So maybe you can open your wallets and uh, know that there are the Hughes and 106 other people taking care of these senior dogs with these serious ailments. Very good project. I mean, but can you imagine the challenges of coming up with $45,000? Yeah, but you notice, you know, the professional programs that are put together, they have the best chance for success. And these people have put together a very professional program. They have. So we are very thankful to Rachel Ray for giving them money. And we will actually, let's have them on. I want to hear about how they raise that $45,000 every month. She helps because she's got such a great personality. She loves dogs. I mean, her beloved, I remember, yep. you know, it's funny. I don't, I don't think I told you this, but I met Rachel Ray a few years ago when she won the American Pet Products um award mm-hmm. the yearly award and down in orlando and she flew down she it was hot and she was still wearing all her winter clothes it was march <laughs> and every journalist got to ask her one question so they all asked her like you know what's it like being a talk show host and all this thing i asked her one question and she was kind of short and you know she she was tired it was like a friday or something and she wanted to go back home and i just said she goes she looked at me and i just kind of smiled and she's like okay I said, what's your favorite thing to do with Isabu? And it was just like, all of a sudden you saw her face relax. And she just, she, you know, she's like, that's a good one. And she said, I like to sleep with her. Mm-hmm. And then she just, as I, I said, thanks. And I walked away and she just looked, she gave me a big smile. And that was it. And, and it was just, it was 
so, you know, it was like, it was, it was the, it was the question that she wanted. She wanted to talk about her dog. It, she didn't want to talk about like the dog food and the this and the that and the other. The funny thing is that reception that she won the award, <laughs> Perina paid for it. <laughs> they weren't very happy because she just came out with her dog food that year. But, you know, let's move on because we got to talk about Flux Facts. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers. I want the truth. It's going to take long. You got the time. So what are we going to talk about today? Common health problems and their costs. Ooh, that's going to be interesting. You know, unfortunately, each week I am confronted by pet owners who have no clue and are always surprised what pet ailments cost. You know, it's like, oh, really? It's going to cost that much? The most common things that we really have to think about is that annual visit and the protection, the preventative medicine. Those are things that people just can't curb their expenses on. They must do that. I remind everybody that how we're going to get out of this coronavirus problem is through vaccines. All these vaccines that we give to the pets have had something to do with death of pets, and we develop vaccines to protect them. They still need protection. So please, every year, plan on at least that protective care. So let's talk about joint injuries. Okay, like like uh, knee ligament problems. Okay. Okay. Those are common issues in certain dog breeds, such as cockers and poodles. Rottweilers, mm-hmm. they have these. Uh, and like with humans, obese canines, so don't let your dog get fat, are particularly susceptible to these types of injuries. But cats, we don't think about this, cats can also suffer with these issues. One study found that 90% of cats 12 years or older suffer from degenerative joint disease. Okay, so what's the price tag? What could it be up to? Up to five grand. Okay. That's a lot of money. That's a okay. lot of money. Okay. So let we have a golden retriever and we know cancer is inevitable. Heartbreaking too. And it's something that we're starting to go through. Right. And so and talk about through. cancer. Right. And talk about cancer. Well, it is. It's costly. It's a costly experience for, for pet owners. Treatments such as radiation, chemotherapy, like used in, in humans are also available for animals mm-hmm. now. Both as a, the original treatment and as follow-up treatment. Okay. Dog breeds such as German Shepherds, Labrador Retrievers, Great Danes are especially susceptible to these deadly diseases. Mm-hmm. What about cats? They can also be stricken too. See it every day. Lots of times with oral cancer in pets. Okay. What's the price tag on cancer? Well, don't be surprised if it's at least 10 grand. Ugh. Okay, here's one of my favorites, because you see this all the time, especially this time of the year, especially as the kids go back to school and as we move into the in the holidays. Swallowing foreign objects, especially like socks. Especially if you're a puppy. Right, okay. Because, you know, you don't realize they're swallowing them. Okay. Like socks, or make sure you throw your chicken wing <laughs> bones away so that they can't get to them. And although these foreign bodies sometimes pass naturally, they do. Pet owners often need to seek professional medical help to rescue their animals from serious harm. I just tell you one quick story. A basset howled once in the middle of the night, an emergency. It had swallowed a beach towel. And as I got to the emergency clinic, the beach towel had passed. 
Oh my God! God. Said. But it could cost anywhere between three and five thousand dollars, maybe. Okay, ear infections, big problem. One of the biggest dog problems. A couple so, hundred bucks to start out with, but managing it has to be done over the lifetime of the individual. Right, because once they get them, they constantly always have them. Okay, so that's a lot of money for common ailments. It is, and you got to realize that vet costs depend on where you live in this country. Yeah. I mean, I think, I'm think i thinking of the wallet. Remember yep. we had wallet hub yep. and we talked about how many vets and, yeah, so less vets, probably they're charged more money. Well, I don't know. My practice in Miami has the highest concentration of veterinarians and the pricing down there is pretty, pretty uh, But you have your expensive. discount practice, so anybody can Absolutely. Go okay. Anything Absolutely. else? Any other comments? Nope. That's all the flex facts for this week. Okay. Like it. Stick around. More of the pet buzz very soon, but you can't wait for my I like you of the week. It's French, and it's kind of French and kind of expensive. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? I love animals and want my pets to be healthy. So I asked our vet, who recommended EpiPet Ear Cleaner. It's super simple, and it even smells good. Every week I use it on both my dog and my cat to gently remove wax and debris. (laughs) I even told my friend Aiden to try EpiPet on his dog Sophie, who always had red ears. But not anymore. Now we both have happy and healthy pets. Thanks, EpiPet. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, visit epi-pet.com. Welcome back. You are listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio. I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. And I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. That's the way it has to be because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. I love it so much. I like it. It's to die for. I like it. I have a few indulgences and j'adore macaroons. You know, those sweet meringue-based confections are made with egg whites and ice sugar and granulated sugar and almond meal and food coloring. Anyway, not to be confused with the American coconut macaroon that you can buy in the supermarket. Those come in a can. I guess Publix sells macarons. So anyway, okay. They're like basically a sandwich cookie filled with buttercream or ganache or jam or something like that. Okay. So now this company makes these fancy sandwich cookies for dogs, and it's called Bon and Filou. And they're the first all-natural macarons for dogs. And unlike human macarons, they're all-natural and healthy, okay? So here's the deal. So this is what I love. So Bon and Filou, they mean good and trickster. And actually, those are the names of the dogs of Louis Fourteenth. So these one-of-a-kind macarons are they're good. I ate them. They're made with like 
oh flower, honey, coconut, and yogurt fillings. I'm going to post pictures on the website, and they come in flavors like strawberry, mint. Now, here's where it gets super delicious and fancy, lavender, okay? No preservatives, no colors. So there's six macarons in a box, 12-plus month shelf life, no refrigeration necessary. Okay, so they've been featured in Cosmo, Marie Claire Magazine, Pet Business, Frenchly, French Morning, even the French American Chamber of Commerce talked about these dog cookies, okay? Now, here's where I thought it got, I, I kind of was like, eh. So the company says that multiple veterinarians, like you, Dr. Fleck, endorse them, as well as that actress, Tara Reed. Remember her? Tara no. Reed? No. She was an American pie, the blonde. She used to date Carson Daly. Now she's kind of washed up. She's kind of a bit of a mess. <laughs> I mean, I would never, I mean, these are like the, here, look at the packaging. See, isn't it beautiful? You would never think these are dog cookies. Okay, well, so I, but I'm saying I wouldn't associate luxury with her. I know she loves dogs. I do know that. So I'm going to throw her that bone. But here's the catch. Guess how much this beautiful, see the cookie? Guess how much it is? Um, 20 bucks. $23 a box. <laughs> so that's almost $4 a dog cookie. Or four rabies shots. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like $4 a dog cookie, right? That's like what it costs for a human. I don't know. So not every dog is going to get one. I no. mean, I don't know. I mean, they were kind of tasty. The dogs <laughs> liked them. But I was like, slow down. Savor them. So they <laughs> they cro- they're crossover they products. They didn't, know, they didn't know what I was talking about. I'm like, slow down. Slow down. Enjoy. Savor. You know? So actually, I'm going to go and put up a picture of the one of the Bon and Filou. Hmm. And then, you know, one of the macarons I get at a supermarket and one that I go buy in St. Armand Circuit in Sarasota. And then I'll put the price tags next to them. So I bet, uh, I think the Bon and Filou are, uh, macarons are more expensive than the ones at Publix. Probably. Probably. Okay. So I want you to check out our social media channels. I'm going to take care of that and make sure that's up on Saturday because I, I want everyone to see. And then I'll actually take a bite of each one of them. Taste which one I like. And better. then you can tell us what it tastes like. Okay. So let's get on with our next guest. As smoke from wildfires spread across California, Washington, and Oregon, people and their pets are feeling the impact. And joining us today to talk about the impact of the wildfire on pets is veterinarian Dr. Renee White from Southern Oregon Veterinary Specialty Center. Dr. White, thanks for joining Charlotte and myself on the Pet Buzz today. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, we're excited you're you're here because I think it's so important to it talk is. about what's going on around the country and how it affects not only us, but affects our pets. So, Dr. White, how have the wildfires affected many of the pets in Oregon? I mean, and is it similar to the way the wildfires have affected humans? Oh, for sure. Definitely. So animals are kind of at risk of the same things that uh, humans would be. You know, most commonly, if we do see an animal that's been directly affected by a wildfire, we're looking for things like burn injuries, usually to like the paws, the face, the eyes. Um, but they can also suffer from smoke inhalation, too. And then the secondary effects of that, like carbon monoxide and carbon um, uh, or cyanide uh, toxicity as well. So what, what groupings of pets have been most at risk? 
I think that really kind of depends on where the, the wildfire is. You know, most of the time we think about wildfires, they're starting in, you know, forested areas that are a bit less populated. So generally speaking, you know, those areas, there's maybe a lot more livestock out there, horses, cattle, sheep, goats, that types of things. Um, and ultimately, it's a little bit more cumbersome to try to evacuate those types of animals um, if necessary. Um, but even relatively speaking to this, uh, the most current, uh, the Alameda fire that was just a few miles down the road from us, um, that fire broke out in a highly populated area. And unfortunately, several hundred homes were destroyed. Um, and it happened very quickly. A lot of people were even not able to get home from work to be able to collect their pets, collect their belongings, their lively possessions, those types of things. Um, so in that situation, if that fire was to break out in a, a densely populated area, we're mostly worried about our house pets because it, it can just happen so quickly. Just really, how is your practice holding up? Um, overall, I think we're doing okay. Uh, we have been managing pretty well, I think. We have an awesome team, um, and the support from the community has been just overwhelmingly heartwarming. And I'm trying to picture the chaos of the whole animal hospital full of animals, people doing surgery on the tables, and then they have to leave. I mean, that must be insane. It definitely is uh, quite nerve-wracking, but uh, we actually just uh, divide and conquer the tasks. You know, everybody that can take patients takes patients based on how critical they are and how big they are, that kind of stuff, and um, other people are tasked with collecting medications and equipment that we may need. I think that that uh, that ultimately we are successful because we have done this before and we do prepare for it and we do uh, stay on top of, you know, making sure that we have the, the best protocol that we can and learn. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, Dr. White, we, Charlotte and I really want to thank you for sharing that information with the listening audience. But, you know, more importantly, we just want to thank you and the de- dedication of your staff at Southern Oregon Veterinary Specialty Center for going way above and beyond the normal to help all of the animals in your area. And really to learn more about your practice and how they are helping the pets in Oregon at this time, visit nva.org. You know, you're right. I mean, it's, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons that I had Dr. Renee come through because these pictures are so poignant in the, in the newspaper about how the staff is working and then, you know, surgeries and all this thing going on. It's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it. And to me, it's so important having a colleague that's so meaningful helping the pet industry, but, but helping people. Yeah. So, and, you know, I think it's important to highlight this because so many acres in California and Washington and Oregon have been affected by the wildfires, you know, that have raged out of control for weeks. I mean, things in Oregon are a little calm. They're calming down, obviously. But if you seek out, or if our listening audience seeks out more or additional information about this topic, they can check out the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency fact sheet about wildfire smoke. So that's good. It's called Protect Your Pets from Wildfire Smoke. Uh, I'll post it on good. our social media channels and so that everyone can have the opportunity to look at it. And also, I mean, that's out west, but I think the information is still good in case you have a fire or fires in your neighborhood. 
So like I said, I'll put it on our social media channels. We're going to take a commercial uh, break now. And up next, I got a question for you. Would you give up your dog for a month just to keep your smartphone? Not me. Not you. Not me either. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. And I'm curious as to what you guys think. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and our buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. What would you do with two and a half more years with your dog? Two and a half more years of fetch, of walks, of love. Studies show that overweight dogs live two and a half years less on average than dogs at a healthy weight. But Slim Paws is here to help. Veterinarian recommended weight loss in one daily chew for your dog. Slim Paws, for the long, healthy life of your dog. I'm petrinologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We are urban, suburban, and, and country. And now, Pet Buzz News from around the globe. So, simple texting, an online SMS marketing platform, it surveyed a thousand American smartphone users to see what sacrifices they would make to stay connected through their cell phones, okay? So it turns out when phone-obsessed animal lovers are asked to pick between the pet or the phone, 40% of survey participants said they would rather be separated from their dog for a month over their smartphone. Can you believe that? No, I can't believe it. But if you need your smartphone for work, you know, you have no choice. (laughs) I mean, that's really not a fair question to ask. Wait a second. Okay, but pets still fared better than romantic partners. It seems the same survey found that 44% of respondents would give up seeing their significant other for over a month to keep their smartphone in hand. And the survey also asked about Americans' willingness to give up alcohol, Netflix, Target, and your beloved coffee. The final results of the survey can be found at Simple Texting website. So that's simpletexting.com. I wonder if they ask that question for somebody that's just started dating or if somebody that's been with somebody oh, for a while. I mean, I give up coffee, <laughs> give up alcohol, Netflix. I mean, I can give up all that stuff. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink alcohol that much. I Netflix. Want, I want it all. Sorry. <laughs> you could give I mean, Target. It's okay. I couldn't give up my dogs, though. I could go without the cell phone. I mean, that's these are the crazy people who sleep in, fo- in bed with the phone. Remember Anderson Cooper did that interview a few years ago, Anderson Cooper of CNN? Yeah. He said he was in the phone. I mean, he's in the news, so he's got, he's got the phone. In the, he's like he was always on the phone. He couldn't, like, he was sleeping in the bed with the phone. He, the phone was everywhere. He took it to the bathroom. It, like, went on and on. Driving down the street, seeing people with their phones. Yeah, I mean, crazy. Look, not looking Walking up. in the door at home. Watching okay. people well, you guys get the with message. their phones. So let's let's bring on our our next guest. Okay, so 
this next one's really hard for me. He was just like you and me. He was walking his beloved dogs like anybody, like any dog owner in the morning when he and his dogs were attacked. Fortunately, he survived. Unfortunately, his dogs didn't. And joining us today is the dog attack victim, Tom Hartwick of Broward County, Florida. Tom, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Thank you for having me. I do realize this is really a very tough time for you, and we really appreciate your sharing your story with us and our listening audience. So let me start out by having you tell us about your two Italian greyhounds. Yeah, so uh, my my older dog, Luigi, um, he was about 13 years old. Um, I rescued him from the local Humane Society here in Broward County um, in uh, 2008. I think he was four months old when I rescued him. He was still a puppy. Um, You know, we had a wonderful life together. At some point, he was diagnosed with uh, progressive retinal atrophy, which you can probably explain better than I can. I just know it's a genetic condition. A lot of puppy mill dogs have it because it doesn't show up until the dogs are older. Um, two to four years old, and at that point, I decided to adopt another dog, and I was able to find Giovanni, who was also a rescue. He was about two years old when I adopted him. And he loves them so much, you can hear it in his voice. I know it. It's So, I hate to ask, but can you tell us what happened last week, and can you talk about, can you talk about the attack? Um, yes, so we, we have a, a usual routine. Um, every morning, every afternoon, every evening, and we walk around the same block. I've done it with Luigi, I did it with Luigi for 13 years, and and Giovanni since he was with us um, for about uh, seven years. And, you know, we knew every neighbor, we knew everybody. It's a a very dog-friendly neighborhood that I live in. And um, I never had a problem. I never had an issue. And that particular morning, um, I saw the owner coming toward us. We, we had gone around the corner, and then he came around the opposite corner. And I could see the dogs were agitated. And I didn't know the, the breed of the dog at the time, these do, Dojo, Dogo, Argentinas. And, you know, in retrospect, I should have turned around and walked the other way. I didn't. I thought we're on the opposite side of the street. No problem. Um, the other owner had three. I didn't realize how much they weighed and how big they were. But at some point, they got away from him, and they they attacked my um, younger dog, Giovanni, first. And I went to bend down to try to get Giovanni away from them. And another one grabbed me by the neck, threw me on the road in the, in the grass, and started literally thrashing me around like I was a rag doll. And I looked over, and another one had Luigi. And at that point, Giovanni had escaped. He ran away. And I, I was on the ground for what seemed forever, and the owner just stood there and didn't do anything. So, well, then while you were being attacked, what, what did your neighbor, the owner of the dogs, do? He finally walked over and he kicked the dog that had my neck in his mouth. And he just looked at me and casually said, should I call somebody? I mean, that's all he said. Can you call somebody? Didn't try to help you, didn't do anything. No, didn't do anything. And so I don't, he pulled out a phone and, um, I don't know if he called 911, but he said he, at that point I was laying on the ground 
and I was trying to get to Luigi because I could see him laying in the middle of the road. I live on a river and kind of a little bit of a, a lake, and there's a public dock there. The sanitation workers um, came to empty the trash on the, on the dock, and they saw me lying in the road, and they came over. Thank God for them. I mean, I think there's two things about this story. One, the owner did not have any control over his dog, right, Dr. Fluck? You see it all the time. They come into your practice. They can barely walk the dog. They don't have the right equipment, right? They're, yes. Like, there was a girl in your in your office on Saturday, and she had, like, a plastic piece of belt, right? Yeah. yeah. And it could very easily break. So that's the one thing. Why are you out there walking a dog, two dogs or three dogs you can't control, Okay. And your, I mean, when I moved, your advice to me was when I walk my dogs. We do have to worry about retaliation these days in our social structure, but I don't care. And this is important. And to you, Thomas, that most of the times when I see these cases that come into my office, the results are very similar to yours, unfortunately. So, again, it's very important to protect you and your pets when you go for the walks. Yeah, and if I if I just must add to that, um, I didn't know about the prior attack. I heard about it after. Um, so the initial attack involved a gentleman um, in my neighborhood that the same dogs attacked, and they had been actually under a muzzle order. So they were supposed to be wearing muzzles um, anytime they went out of the house until their final hearing, which I believe is in November. And, of course, the owner, who was obviously irresponsible, didn't have them in muzzles, which I, I believe would have prevented um, a lot of the damage that was caused. Dog attacks happen every day, not only to children but adults. And we want you to be prepared, especially if you are walking your dog around your community. I encourage you to please think about how you would handle a dog attack so that you can be better prepared. And if you want more information about dog bites, we encourage you to visit dogbitelaw.com. Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. It's that time, Dr. Fleck, and it's always too soon to wrap the show. We just started. I know, but before we go, why don't you thank our guests? I'd be glad to thank our great guests for today. Special thanks to our guest, Michael Delp, veterinarian Dr. Renee White, and Thomas Hartwig. And, of course, we must always thank our beloved Animal Medical Center and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. If you go to the website, epipet.com, that's E-P-I hyphen P-E-T, and you buy shampoo, skin spray, ear cleaner, sunscreen, you will get a 25% discount using the code the pet buzz. Check it out. Don't forget about the omega-3 whole smoked ah, fish. Ah, that's right. It's a wonderful item. Wonderful. Absolutely. Also talking about using it with COVID these days, too. Keep, the, part of the keep treatment. that energy up. And if you have any questions, write us at team at thepetbuzz.com. We'll cover it next week on our show. And if you've missed any portion of this show, visit our social media channels as well as the linked podcast on Monday morning. And most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. 
The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Tune in each week for the latest 411 on everything pet related. Visit our website at www.thepetbuzz.com. Learn more about us, the show, and our guests. My name is Michelle Schaefer. I'm the mom of three boys, and I'm from Haddonfield and North Wildwood, New Jersey. I met Aladdin through my work with Lilo's Promise Animal Rescue, and I foster the emaciated dogs that come into our program. Aladdin came to us. He had been dumped at the side of the road. He weighed about 18 pounds. He had broken bones, other wounds, and he was missing 12 teeth. He was the worst abuse case I had ever seen. The most moving experience that I've had while working with Aladdin were when we were first responders at the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, Florida. And Aladdin usually works off leash. He was on leash that night and he led me over to a very specific person. And here that man had been in the nightclub the night of the shootings. He and Aladdin shared a very special moment that really made me cry. Aladdin has changed the way I see the world in a million different ways. The main thing is to treat people with kindness and compassion. My name is Michelle Schaefer, and Aladdin and I are individuals.